What's up, guys? Welcome into it. Getting ready for this Monday episode of the show. Getting all this live stream stuff and going here as well, so hang tight. Hopefully, you guys had a great weekend. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. broadcast there we go all right i think we're getting everything up and going here what's up guys welcome in radio program starting momentarily kicking off a monday going into fourth of july weekend can you believe it man holy cow coming up on the program today we have a loaded show for you bottom of the hour we have donna carter she is with goingballistic.org as they talk about ways to try and handle active shooter scenarios at public schools We'll talk about the ongoing investigation with the Uvalde School District, if you remember that one, obviously, and what they're working on to try and keep public schools safe. So we have Donna coming on at the bottom of the hour, right out of the gate. We're going to talk with Jeremy Beck. He's with Numbers USA as the VP and Deputy Director. We'll talk about the migrant situation down at the border, the massive increase in work visas that we're seeing in the country, and part of the appropriations bill. For DHS wanting to open things up on a massive scale above what we're already doing. Kind of weird. So we have all that plus our recap of our very first syndicated episode that happened on Saturday. We have some other fun news. It's just going to be a day. We're just going to cram as much as we can of it in here. Until then, welcome in. Like it out, share it out, leave that comment, break that algorithm on your social media. Let people know that you're here. And we're not going anywhere. 30 seconds till broadcast. Even if they try to silence us. <laughs> All right, hang tight. Radio program starting momentarily. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Begin transmission. Fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time. Even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome in. What's up? Welcome into it. It's a Monday, greatest day of the entire week, setting that tone for the rest of the week. Carpe Dianisms all over the place. 
And by the way, we're only one week away from the 4th of July celebration. So we have that going for us as well. And boy, what a kickoff to a Monday it has been. Welcome in broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. However you watch or listen to the show, we love you to death. Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Before we get into the massive program we have today with all the great content we need to talk about, first and foremost, I want to thank you for, and hopefully you got to enjoy, our very first nationally syndicated weekend edition of the program that was on Saturday uh, for those in the local market here in Wichita, it aired on Sunday afternoon and some other places. It's depending on what market you're in, kind of airing in different places. But it was a great success. It was something we could take a breath there afterwards. And now we get to see that one grow and flourish with more stations jumping on over the next week or so. And we'll announce some of those as it gets closer. But, man, it was a great one. We thank you so much for all the support and how amazing it was. And we, we did it, man. So... Lots more to come and more information coming up soon. All right, bottom of the hour, we have Donna Carter. She is with, she's the president of goingballistic.org. They're working on ways to try and keep the schools safe with public shootings and active shooter scenarios at public schools. And what are they working on? We'll talk with her at the bottom of the hour. Uh, also, programming note, this week, starting on Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I will be down in McAllen, Texas at the southern border with my partners with Americans for Prosperity and doing a tour through the border. We'll be seeing the wall. We'll be seeing some of the t- uh, detention facilities. We'll be seeing what these shenanigans look like live at the border. And we'll be doing a lot of uh, different uh, live streams and video and stuff going on down there. I will be doing the show down there for a couple of days as well. So I am really excited. I have never been down to the Southern border and it will be an eye opening experience to go and witness it myself, as opposed to just hearing what the media has to say about this issue. So that will be throughout the second half of this week. And I am really excited to really see what the heck's going on down there, which leads into our What's Trending story of the day. What's trending today? As I'm really excited to have this guy on the program to talk to us back on the show. It's been a while since we've had him on about the latest push from the federal government to open up more work visas in the country. Now, as you know, we're still in a worker shortage across the country. At the same time, though, we still have a large number of individuals that are either on social programs or have given up with the social benefits and are just not back into the workforce post to COVID-19. Unlike what the Biden administration tries to say, where they've created 10 million new jobs in the country and how that's more jobs than ever before and all this other garbage. We know that's not true. And we know that right now we still have a lot of entry level positions and other positions all over the country that are desperate for workers. And the question is why? And the question is, what do we do about it? Do we try to work to hire our own or do we just open up this mass work visa migration to allow more individuals to come in? And with the process we're seeing of individuals coming through the southern border, it's kind of interesting that they're pushing this now to try and open it up for more work visas as well. To talk about this and more, he is the vice president, also deputy director for Numbers USA, which you can find online at NumbersUSA.com. Jeremy Beck back with us here. Jeremy, how are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me back, and congratulations on your weekend kickoff. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. It went off very well, and I'm looking forward to getting you guys on there soon as well uh, with that program. But this is this is madness. This is uh, right now we're seeing a two minute process and screening time of a migrant at the border, putting them on a bus with a card for all their social programs, and sending them across the nation. And then coincidentally, the the government's like, well, maybe we should open it up to more work visas. Is there a correlation going on here? 
Well, I think uh, the answer is is that for some special interests, uh, there's always a, a worker shortage. There's always a labor shortage. It doesn't matter how stagnant wages are or how uh, how, how much we have uh, invested in technological improvements or mechanization. You know, it, the timing of this is interesting and it's, it's disappointing. Just a few weeks ago, the House of Representatives passed an amazing immigration bill, H.R. 2, that uh, would would do wonderful things for workers or for Americans who want to be working or for Americans who want more Americans to be working. Uh, they would it would crack down on illegal hiring. It would uh, end parole abuse and asylum abuse and really crack down on the illegal immigration problem that you've been following up on. You're going to learn more about down at the border. But just a few weeks after that, the House Appropriations Committee uh, cast a vote on the first step towards setting the spending levels for the Department of Homeland Security next year. And they passed the appropriations bill through the committee with two expansions of guest worker programs. These are H-2 programs that were both created during the uh, Immigration Reform and Control Act, better known as the 1986 Amnesty Bill that gave amnesty to over 3 million illegal aliens. And, uh, and essentially what they did is they expanded these to, um, to more industries and more total visas. And so you have this kind of pick a lane, pick a lane, people. Are, are, are we trying to get Americans back to work or not? Yeah. Yeah, that is the big question. Are we trying to get workers back into the workforce or not? Which at the same time, which I think kind of ties into this, we have unions across the nation that are trying to step up their game, seeing the opportunity that we saw during COVID of, well, let's fight for higher wages, better benefits, even more so than what the market should allow in the private sector based on the value of the jobs that they're fighting for. So we're kind of fighting at both ends, aren't we here? We're upset that we're bringing people into the country. And then we have union leaders that are trying to uh, throw the market off kilter by taking people back out of the workforce until they get paid like $20 an hour or something crazy like that. Well, I think, the, you know, it, it, taking it back to just supply and demand 101, when the supply of something, you know, gets short, when there's a true worker shortage, you're going to expect to see wages rise nat naturally. And when you're talking about blue-collar jobs, you know, the backbone of the workforce in the country, you're just not seeing that kind of explosive wage growth right now. Mm -hmm. But what these expansions have done is there's th these two programs. There's an agricultural program. It's called the H-2A program. And that program is already unlimited. An unlimited number of temporary workers can come in and work in agriculture. Um, these tend to be temporary jobs. They're here for 10 months, and then they're supposed to go home. We know that many of them do not. They remain illegally, but that is the way that it's supposed to work. And what they've done is the visa is already unlimited, so the numbers are in the, the tens or tens of thousands um, and sometimes hundreds of thousands. But what they've done is they've opened it up to more industries. So they've opened it up to things like healthcare and uh, dairy farms and timber, places where you are more likely to be able to recruit Americans in the first place. Now. What, now, of course, temporary work shortages can happen, and what does tend to happen is that the, the wages go up, the, you know, the price of the, of the labor goes up, and then people flood into that market because they go, wow, these are good jobs, it's a good paying job, and then the wages you know, stabilize and materialize. That's not really happening in these sectors. In the agricultural industry, you can see especially, there probably is something to the fact that you're going to have a hard time finding Americans to do stoop agricultural labor for the even for the wages that they're offering right now and some of them are in the teens you know um not completely outrageous but the work is so hard and that's because we haven't mechanized like many other countries around the world have done and where we could have perhaps fewer jobs but better paying jobs that people would want to do we're really kind of sticking with a, a labor system that's straight out of straight out of the middle ages right now with the agricultural system and then the h2b program the non-agricultural system 
what they did in the Appropriations Committee, is they exempted so-called returning workers. So H-2B workers can come for up to three years. And if they come back, they're supposed to be counted as part of the 66,000 cap. It's supposed to be uh, only, only a few tens of thousands of people are supposed to be able to take American jobs to this visa. But what they've done is they exempt people, so it's going to be more like double or triple that. So all told, you're talking about job numbers in the six figures, hundreds of thousands of jobs that are being filled through these foreign worker programs, as opposed to putting a little more emphasis, if you tightened up those jobs, those visa programs, I mean, um, which, by the way, are full of documented cases of fraud and abuse, both for uh, the foreign workers, the temporary workers, but also for competing American workers. One of the most egregious examples recently was a group of black Americans sued farmers in the southeast for being fired and having to train their replacements from South Africa, their white temporary worker replacements from South Africa. It's a bad look for the program. But things like that have been documented for, for years and years and years. So they've expanded the number of industries that can access these programs and thus become more reliant on them. And we've seen what basically turning those industries into what the agriculture industry is right now, jobs that Americans truly don't want to do because the wages have been actually driven down, and they've increased the number of people who can actually come into the country on those visas. And as you know, we have very little enforcement mechanisms to ensure that they leave when it's time for them to go home. Yeah, there's no way really to enforce that at all. Now, let's compare that to those that are, like you mentioned, on the welfare, the ones that are on unemployment that are trying to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic, or maybe they just haven't been able to get back into the workforce since because they were out, they lost their whatever situation that we're at. Could we easily fill these jobs with American workers as opposed to just increasing the number of visas coming in? Well, you know, easy. It's a good. It's a good question. It's a fair question because, again, I think that there are jobs that pay a certain wage, and the working conditions are such that it's hard to pull people back into the labor force. Now, we know that if the labor force participation rate was where it was in the year 2000, there would be six million more Americans working today. That's how much labor force participation rate has declined in America. And as you mentioned, there are probably lots of reasons for that. And I'm not an expert on all those reasons. But I do know that when you when you fill that with a Band-Aid, you know, you cover that up with a Band-Aid of immigration policy that says, we're basically just not going to try very hard to get those workers back. What happens is that becomes the status quo. And those you now you've got 6 million more people than you would have otherwise, who instead of working and being part of the economic mainstream of the economy, and supporting themselves and perhaps their families at decent wages because you're not putting your finger on the labor market so much. You've got those people on the sidelines and in many cases are a taxpayer burden to their communities and their fellow countrymen. Yeah, that is true. Now there's but other states. You could, uh, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you could, but of course, a, a better system really truly would acknowledge that there are there are short-term, truly short-term circumstances where you might need a temporary worker, but you need to have a robust system that ensures that that worker is there as long as there is truly a crisis. You know, when, when we had a, a, short, a true shortage of petroleum engineers up in the North Midwest about 15 or 20 years ago, the, the prices went through, the, the wages went through the roof, and they truly did, like 300% wage increases. People were scrambling. And you know what? Within, within a year, that all stabilized because suddenly a lot of people decided they wanted to be petroleum engineers mm. and they went up there and they filled those jobs. That is the way that the market is supposed to work. But what we have is an immigration system that essentially policymakers are saying, we don't want to wait for the market to work. We want to stop the market from working. We're worried that wages might rise to a point, you know, that is uncomfortable for, for some people 
stockholders, corporate investors, CEOs. I mean, there are people who have a great interest to keep wages low, but at cost of Americans who would benefit from that and build building back our middle class, right. getting away from a, a bifurcated economic system where you have the haves and the have not, where you have the, you know, the taxpayers who are basically paying for everybody else who their own way. Middle class neighbor contributing to the system and participating in the system. I completely agree. Yeah, we're talking with Jeremy Beck with Numbers USA, NumbersUSA.com. It is a great point because this is filling the gap temporarily. But if we're going to grow as we're supposed to in a private sector, to grow in an economy, to grow in the private market, to allow business to expand, manufacturing to expand, resources to expand, we have to find a long-term solution. And this is not the way to make that a long-term solution. Jeremy, got to take a hard break here. Hang, line, hang on the line. When we come back, I want to continue this. There's also some other states that are looking at a different solution, which is lowering the age of workers to the age of 14 and 15-year-olds getting into the workforce. Is that the future, and is that a way to solve this issue as well? We'll do that when we come back right around the corner for a Monday here on The Voice of Reason. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. America was built on the idea that anything is possible with hard work and a dream. But it doesn't feel like that today. Our country is drowning in debt. Political division is intensifying, and the American dream is slipping away. President Biden's out-of-touch progressive agenda has only made things worse. Americans can't afford another four years of this. That's why Americans for Prosperity is committed to changing the trajectory of our country. Our unparalleled grassroots network is launching the largest effort we've ever undertaken. Together, we can win and restore America's promise with proven principled solutions. It's time to reignite the American dream. Help reignite the American dream by partnering with Americans for Prosperity in your local community. Find more information online at americansforprosperity.org. Looking for more reason? Well, now you can get even more content from The Voice Reason through our Patreon site. It's your exclusive membership for being the ultimate Hoosier-holic. On our Patreon, you'll get additional interviews and content that we don't get to air on the radio, behind-the-scenes action from the Hoosier Media Network, plus one-on-one video streams where you can catch up with me, guests of the show, and other great Voice of Reason supporters. Plus, you can also support the show by checking out our gear and swag. Find the link on our website at HoosierReason.com. Again, that's HoosierReason.com. Become the ultimate Hoosier-holic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. It's all too obvious. We're being distracted by meaningless news headlines. When you dig to find the truth, you discover that the American way of life is being threatened by the institutions we used to trust. It's easy to see the future holds more food shortages, systematic controls, and government overreach. But instead of throwing up their hands, folks are preparing. They're taking steps to be self-reliant and investing in emergency food storage. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, makes it easy to get started and join the ranks with this limited-time offer. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get their top-selling four-week emergency food kit. Enjoy tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Get new lower pricing this week on these four-week emergency food kits. Secure at least one food kit for each member of your family. They ship free, too. Those who know what's coming are preparing. Smart folks. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. We have Clay here from Best Body Shop. Clay, tell us what makes your shop different from the rest. You know, that's a great question. One of the things that differentiates Best Body Shop from the other collision repair facilities is that we're not influenced by anything but repairing the car based on the manufacturer's guidelines. And so our sole focus is to make sure that your car is safe and properly repaired. So you can reach us at 316-445-9850. We are open Monday through Friday, 8 to 7, and on Saturday, 9 to noon. It's time for the Todd Starn Show. And it was one of these uniquely Trump moments when he shows up unannounced at a Waffle House. And it's it was as glorious as you might imagine it to be. And it's not that the president just went in there and did a, a photo op. The president went in and he shook people's hands. He said hello. It was just a great moment. Todd Starnes, weekdays after Dan Bongino, only on Wichita's Big Talker, JQAM. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting on multiple radio stations all over the place. Pleasure to have you along for the ride today. So we're talking with Numbers USA, Jeremy Beck right now, as we talk about the migration coming in, the expansion of the work visas, the two different types of visas that the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, looking at through the appropriations bills for 2024, trying to expand. Now, again, it's coincidence. We have massive migration going on at the border, and then we're like, hey, there's more people here. Let's just go ahead and we don't know what to do with them, so let's just make a green card and expand this with the ongoing workforce because Joe Biden did. He said that he created all of those jobs, man, all those jobs that are now in the system. I mean, yeah. It worked. We yeah. created jobs, lots of jobs. In <laughs> fact, our economy created over six 0.5 million new jobs just last year. Yeah, yeah. Now we said it's up to 10 million. So that is that true? And where are we at with the workforce? Now, here's the interesting point. The state of Illinois, other states have also worked on trying to address the workforce issue with the shortage of workers in certain industries by lowering the age of workers and saying the 14 year olds can go in and work at certain places, entry level positions, which I've been saying forever. Uh, if we want the kids to actually have some work experience before college or going into college or to actually understand the workforce, to make a paycheck, understand a work ethic, to learn that a little bit and work your way up, then we need to get them back in. But with minimum wages that continue to increase day in and day out, it's difficult for them to work because how can you justify a high schooler to go in and work at a job for $15, $16 an hour as an entry level position? So Jeremy, is this one of the solutions that we could look at or is this just another short term distraction, do you think? Yeah, that's a tough one. I, you know, I, here's what I say about that is, is I'm not an expert on minimum wage laws and things like that, but there are a lot of things that open borders are incompatible with. Um, they're incompatible with a social safety net because yeah. they'll crash it eventually. Um, they're incompatible with mega droughts. It makes no sense to use immigration to drive up the populations of states that are in a mega drought because that's just more people needing the water. Um, and these, these oh, loosening the child labor laws um, 
at a time when a quarter million unaccompanied minors are crossing into the United States, and many of them are ending up as a primary source of income as, as child laborers, to me is another sort of incompatibility. It's, it's, a, it's a recipe for, uh, for a disaster. And so I think people have to, you know, we have to sort of live with these things simultaneously. Uh, and, you know, I'll note that Secretary Mayorkas, the DHS Homeland Security Secretary, uh, his his comments about about this is about the immigration system, the illegal immigration system that he is overseeing. And it is an illegal immigration system, yeah. as I'm sure you will report back from the border, where you've got the cartels and the smugglers on one side of the border and the U.S. government on the other side of the border kind of cooperating together. It's become very orderly at this point. But it's not it's not really about asylum seeking. It's when people push comes to shove, when the administration defends this policy, they talk about it in economic terms. Secretary Mayorkas says that there are businesses around this country that are desperate for workers, and there are desperate workers in foreign countries that are looking for jobs in the United States. And they see immigration as a way to, to fill those jobs, not the 6 million Americans who would be working today if the labor force were the same as it were before. So that's kind of where I stand on that. Um, it's not entirely my issue, but just neither is mega drought for that matter. But there are certain things that are incompatible at the same time. Well, exactly. I'd, I'd have to agree with you on that one. It is a fascinating look at how they're handling this. Like you said, the organization going on down there uh, almost seems like, and I, I guess I'll see it a couple of days when I head down there, but the organized chaos of the ordered fashion of not truly screening people to see if you're qualified, if you're an asset, if you're going to be contributing to society, if you're not like having any hard, uh, any negative, you know, mindset coming into the country, if you don't have any health issues, it's just a two minute screening in and out, boom, you're done. Let's get you on the bus and head you out to certain places where we need you to have this green card so it'll be fascinating to see how this all plays out jeremy we're out of time my friend it's great to get you on the show again we got to do this again real soon brother sounds good thanks for having me good luck absolutely appreciate it that's jeremy back again with numbers usa numbersusa.com and we'll get him back on soon when we come back we'll shift gears a little bit donna carter from texas we'll talk about how to keep your kids safe in the public school system we'll do that right around the corner stay here on the voice of reason for this a monday the voice of reason with andy hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates from holistic and alternative medicine discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course, yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.
Mid-American Network News Business Report. I'm Andy Hoosier. Wrapping up trading for the first day of the week. We saw things mostly lower, but a little bit slower on the day overall with some red as the Dow Jones finished off 12 points down at 33,714. The S&P was down by 19 points at 4328. The NASDAQ dropping by 156 points on the day with some concerns about a new bullish stock market. A Morgan Stanley analyst note says that the risk of a major correction for the stock market has rarely been higher. Morgan Stanley is forecasting that the S&P 500 will fall to 3,900 in the fourth quarter, which would be a 10% hit to its current level and a technical correction for the index. The analyst note says a survey of 2,000 consumers found that 31% listed the inability to pay debts as their number one problem, up from 28% in the previous survey. Energy market wrapped up 38 cents in the green for oil, sitting at 69.54 a barrel. Mid-American Network News. Kansas Employers for Affordable Healthcare is leading the way to protect employer-sponsored health coverage that Kansas families rely on. Businesses across Kansas thank legislative leadership in the State House for protecting Kansas employers, employees, and their families. Working together, Kansas Employers for Affordable Healthcare and leaders like Senate President Ty Masterson and House Speaker Dan Hawkins are making health coverage more accessible to you and your family. Find out more at keah.org. The Kia Summer Sales Event is upon us at Midwest Kia. Each month this summer, we'll announce huge dealer discounts on select models, giving you a chance to trade out your competitive make for a brand new Kia from Midwest Kia. In June, see why the all-new Kia K5 leaves our competitors in the dust. Ready to upgrade your Nissan Altima, Honda Accord, Toyota Camry, or Ford Fusion? Trade it in towards the purchase of any new K5 and get a $2,000 discount. No matter the year, no matter the miles, your competitive trade saves you $2,000 instantly. At Midwest Kia, you'll find inventory in stock and available today with fair pricing that is never over MSRP and no fine print and gotcha tricks that require the fast talk disclaimer at the end of this ad. It's a better way to buy that is simple, transparent, and fast. Trade in that old sedan and upgrade to a new 2023 Kia K5 today and get a $2,000 dealer discount only at Midwest Kia. All new Kias come with an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty. Visit Midwest Kia or MidwestKia.com. And remember, we want to see ya in a Midwest Kia. Limited powertrain warranty valid till June 30th. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a can't-miss offer. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code RULE. That's promo code RULE. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued adopted. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Today will be a great day to head to the pool this afternoon and evening in which as high temperatures soar into the low 90s. It'll be seasonal this time of the year. We'll see a high right at 92 degrees. Mostly sunny skies. Don't forget that sunscreen and the sunglasses. As we head into the evening hours into overnight, tonight temperatures do drop very slowly. We'll only see a low right around 66 degrees with mostly clear skies overnight. I'm Cake Meteorologist Brittany Foster. That's your latest Cake First Alert weather update on the Big Talker KQAM at 435. It's currently 89 degrees.
when reason meets radio. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Holy cow, man. Flying right on by halfway through the show already for a Monday. Where's the time gone? And we're just days away from our 4th of July celebrations. The greatest time. I know we're coming out of quote-unquote Pride Month, and we need to go into a Pride Month again with our patriotic pride. So get ready for that 4th of July. 4th of July weekend around the corner. Also, again, on Wednesday, we'll be headed down to McAllen, Texas, broadcasting live down at the southern border to do a tour with Americans for Prosperity's Foundation and what's going on at the wall and some of the detention facilities and all the other shenanigans happening down. And I have to admit, I am not looking for I, I'm looking forward to the trip. I, I'm really excited. I've never been down there. Really want to go on the trip. I am not looking forward to the 109 degree temperatures. Yeah, that one's going to be a little bit a uh, little bit of a change for me. So, I am <laughs> I'm bracing myself. Again, I'm the guy that likes the 20 degree temperatures outside when it's nice and chilly and I take my ice baths, not in 109. So, got some adjustments to do here, but nonetheless we'll be ready for it and I'm excited. We'll keep you posted on everything going on there. All right. So, speaking of what's trending today. Let's shift gears a little bit. Thanks again to Jeremy Beck coming on the program from numbersusa.com. As we talk about the migration issue, I want to shift gears, though. And as you know, this has been another major issue across the nation for, well, a long time now, is the active shooter scenarios at public schools. And as you know, I've said this story many times on the program, not going to tell it again today, but having been through a high school shooting my senior year of high school, experiencing something as devastating as that myself, I get it. I understand. And what can we do to try and curb this issue outside of focusing on mental health issues, outside of trying to find ways to stop bad guys with guns, and that is usually with good guys with guns in the community that the other side usually doesn't like to hear about, what can be done specifically in our public school system? To talk about some of that, really happy to have on the program, she is with GoingBallistic.org, GoingBallistic.org, where you can find some of these protocol and what they're working on, uh, trying to find ways for active shooter shields uh, in public schools, Donna Carter on the line with us here. Donna, how are you, my friend? I'm well. Thank you so much. Yeah, I am excited to have you on the program. This is a the topic that is near and dear and trying to find ways to keep us safe because I don't know about you, Donna, but it seems like the world's getting crazier on a daily basis, isn't it? It seems that way. You know, um, I've been reading some history lately. And the world's been crazy for a long time at different periods. And so, you know, I think everything just comes full circle. Yeah. Talk about what you guys are doing with going ballistic and what's going on down in Texas. Obviously, we're just a year after the Uvalde shootings and the investigation still ongoing regarding the lack of law enforcement response to that situation. Not quite sure why law enforcement halted and stalled the way they did in that scenario. But you guys have been working on ways to try to address this type of issue. What have you been working on? Well, uh, thank you, first of all. And I just love your energy. And so thank you for all you do every day. And um, so what happened was, of course, Uvalde. And a few days afterwards, my um, brother-in-law is a retired Texas Ranger. And so I I just, you know, I felt I took it personally. You know, I'm, I'm a Texan. I felt like it happened in my backyard. And so I just picked up the phone and I just called him and said, like, what is going on? And, um, you know, still on the inside a little bit, um, you know, he was a U.S. Marshal and he was a deputy sheriff and, and all those things since. But um, 
he found out that part of the reason they waited, which I'm sure you and your viewers saw the footage, and um, was that they were told to stand down because there was a rifle-resistant ballistic shield on its way from the next county. Mm. And when he told me that, I just thought, well, what do you mean? Doesn't every county have one? And the answer to that question is no. And it just really started one of those conversations that it was like, Donna, it's funny you called. And we just talked and he told me uh, just some of the similarities between what happened in Uvalde and Columbine and what would have taken back in Columbine over 30 years ago, uh, a dolly and a SWAT vehicle and more than one person to get off the truck and get into the building, a rifle resistance shield, now is a 24 by 36 piece of equipment that I can pick up that can be carried in the trunk of a vehicle or on any vehicle. Um, and it just blew my mind, and I couldn't believe that they didn't have one. And, of course, then that started. I have a five-year-old son. He's going to be going in to his kindergarten in the fall. And so I thought, well, I wonder if we have one. And I picked up the phone and I called our sheriff's department and just asked if, if it were to happen tomorrow, are we ready? And the answer was no. Yeah. It is devastating when you hear that, isn't it? I mean, I have a nine-year-old daughter. She's going into the fourth grade this year, which I cannot believe she's growing up that fast as well. But it is concerning when you think of how vulnerable these are, uh, whether it's, I mean, most most schools only have like a resource officer. And that's about it. My high school, and I've, I've said this story many times on the air, my senior year, we had a school shooting and we had our resource officer outside the door uh, within minutes of the actual shooting. And we ended up losing one of our students. And we were just about a half hour away from Columbine out in Colorado. And it's devastating to hear that all of these students have such an event like we, like so many of us have actually had to go through. But the fact that we're not prepared and just now, finally, within the last year or so, are starting to do active shooter responses for the students and for the staff and thinking about putting in additional safety procedures. That's wild because this has been going on for a while. Going on and getting worse. I mean, we've had over 270 mass shootings this year already. It's not as if it was something that we could have sat on the back burner or or had time think about and and decide how to approach it was really a matter of looking at it as what if it happens now you know like what can we do to prepare without changing any laws getting someone else elected you know we've always had crazy people since the beginning of america we've always had guns and and there's something else going on and it really started there and then it became of course researching around the topic of what can we do? What, what is it? Like, I know if I had been a parent of one of those children in Uvalde, as much as I would want to point the fingers, I, at the end of the day, am responsible for what happens to my own children. And if I'm sending them to a school where they don't let me in eight hours a day, they want me to drop them off at the corner or on the curb and pick them right back up at the curb, And I have no idea what's going on in there. And they really are very um, opposed to having parents in the classroom anymore. When I was in school, we had room mothers. We had, you know, people 
that were parents, PTA, those types of things that really gave us some checks and balances that just don't exist anymore. And I started substitute teaching. And so I know firsthand that there are things happening in our classrooms, even around the curriculum, that are feeding into the problem. Talk, talk about that for a second. What do you think is in actual the curriculum itself that's feeding into this ongoing sickness that we're seeing? Well, number one, everything that we're doing is under a, um, you know, software program. There's hardly any textbooks anymore. And so the kids get there. And I, this is a, I did second grade, junior high. Um, we have an alternative school. And they would all use like their Google Chrome book, which each one of them would have that they leave in the classroom and do not take home. And I, I mean, have witnessed them playing games when their work is done that are video games. Sure. Now, just because they're shooting dinosaurs or whatever the, you know, object may be, I, I was in a room at the back of a hall where there was a door that it, it was scary for me. And I'm watching the children play a game where they're actually shooting at whatever it is. And, and yet we're wondering why that they're romanticizing homicide. And, and these random acts are not so random. The research shows these shootings are, are not random, that they're coming prepared as if they had been in the situation before because they have. They've been behind the gun and they've been in those scenarios. I was just at a birthday party two weeks ago at a Chucky or at uh, CC's Pizza and there was literally a game where you could shoot and you got to pick your um, platform and one was the downtown urban area. One of them was a school. Hmm. Well, and the problem is, is with those video games, while, you know, there is obviously some type of subliminal message going on there, it's the fact that then we go into the the family unit and the parents not putting things into context and limiting that exposure or at least talking about what they're saying to decipher between reality and a video game, which is another issue that takes it to a whole nother level as well. We're talking with Donna Carter right now. You can find him online at goingballistic.org. Donna, we just got just about 30 seconds before we have to take a hard break here. So I want to set up for the next segment when we come back, because you guys have an event coming up in July uh, that's focusing on this. But these ballistic shields being able to protect our first responders is vital. I remember uh, this plays right into, you're right, not all districts have them. Luckily, we had one of those ballistic shields for our first responders during our shooting. When they came in, they blew the hole in the wall and charged after the shooter that was barricaded in one of the classrooms. Uh, and uh, they were able to use this type of equipment. The fact that a lot of these districts don't have this type of stuff is very scary, especially when they can walk in and do whatever they want to. And law enforcement has no way to actually stop these guys. So we'll do that when we come back. What else is going on and what else we can do to try and prevent these mass shootings? Is it arming teachers? Is it more safety protocol? Is it loosening up gun restrictions in certain communities? And then, of course, trying to beef up the first responders as well. We'll do all that with Donna Carter right around the corner. One more segment left here on The Voice Reason for a Monday. So much more to get to. So little time. Stay right here on The Voice Reason. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. America was built on the idea that anything is possible with hard work and a dream. 
but it doesn't feel like that today. Our country is drowning in debt. Political division is intensifying and the American dream is slipping away. President Biden's out-of-touch progressive agenda has only made things worse. Americans can't afford another four years of this. That's why Americans for Prosperity is committed to changing the trajectory of our country. Our unparalleled grassroots network is launching the largest effort we've ever undertaken. Together, we can win and restore America's promise with proven principled solutions. It's time to reignite the American dream. Help reignite the American dream by partnering with Americans for Prosperity in your local community. Find more information online at americansforprosperity.org. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to the Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring the Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Think you need a new appliance? Not sure how you're going to pay for it? Try something different and get your major appliance repaired today by Napoleon Appliance. Napoleon Appliance is a Christian business that will always do business with integrity and get you fixed up right. With over 135 star reviews on Google, you know Napoleon will get the job done right and do right by you. For your major appliance repair needs, call and talk to Terry today at 316-409-1525. Early bird specials are here for you only at Rusty Eck Ford. They say the early bird gets the worm. Well, at Rusty Eck Ford, the early bird gets 500 bucks. That's right. When you buy any new or pre-owned vehicle at Rusty Eck Ford and make your deal by 1 p.m., you'll get a $500 Visa gift card that you can use on whatever you want, anywhere you want. Call us, come see us, or check us out online at RustyEckFord.com. Our team will help you find the new or pre-owned car, truck, or SUV you want from our huge inventory. We'll help you with the best deal right up front. You'll get top dollar for your trade, plus you'll get a $500 Visa gift card when you make your deal by 1 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Get the $500 Early Bird Special today, only from Rusty Eck Ford. Experience the real difference at Rusty Eck Ford and RustyEckFord.com. Prices plus tax and fees, $500 Visa gift card with purchase of vehicle in stock prior to 1 p.m. at Rusty Eck Ford. Cannot be combined with other offers or advertised specials. Offers expire months in. It's all too obvious. We're being distracted by meaningless news headlines. When you dig to find the truth, you discover that the American way of life is being threatened by the institutions we used to trust. It's easy to see the future holds more food shortages, systematic controls, and government overreach. But instead of throwing up their hands, folks are preparing. They're taking steps to be self-reliant and investing in emergency food storage. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, makes it easy to get started and join the ranks with this limited-time offer. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get their top-selling four-week emergency food kit. 
Enjoy tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get new lower pricing this week on these four-week emergency food kits. Secure at least one food kit for each member of your family. They ship free, too. Those who know what's coming are preparing. Smart folks. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. From San Antonio, Texas, this is the Joe Pag Show. Carrie, you, so when you, you fill it up with coffee, it goes from male to female. And as you're, <laughs> no, drinking, the, as you're drinking the fluid, the gender changes. Could that be it? I'm thinking no. I can make a billion dollars off of that mug, I'm telling you. Mm. I would like to see a picture of the gender fluid mug. I th- it just sounds like it'd be hard to do. Would you drink out of a, of a mug that said gender fluid on it? Probably not. The Joe Pag Show, weekdays at 5 on The Big Talker, KQAM. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. Boy, it flies right on by. Last few minutes of the show for a Monday today. Setting the tone for the rest of the week, baby. That's what we're all about. And it's always lovely to have you along for the ride today. We're hanging out with Donna Carter. She is with GoingBallistic.org. GoingBallistic.org. Ways that we can try and protect our students in the public education system, ways that we can protect our first responders as well and give them the tools and resources. What a concept for them to be able to keep our kids safe as well. Don, as we as we went into it, let's talk about ways we can work on making kids safe. Obviously, this uh, ballistic shield, which again, talk about what this is. So this is a, a shield that you said many uh, law enforcement do not have or resource officers don't have in the schools. Why, why don't you think we're actually beefing up on stuff like this? You know, and I have no idea with the example that you gave at what happened at your school, we know they work. Yeah. We know that it's not as if they really have a shelf life. So for $5,000, I mean, I, when I found out that the entire county, so we're talking about in my county, three public ISDs, as well as uh, private schools and, and not one. And that I would put in a rural community. So like Uvalde, that was also a rural, rural community. Um, and we're just soft targets. Yeah, that is scary. That is scary. On top of this, obviously, this is a way to try and have the resources prepared. But what else can we do? There's been a push to try and educate and arm teachers in the classroom so that way they can carry in case God forbid something drastic happens. Do you believe in that idea as well, trying to at least get a little bit of training, some teachers that choose to want to carry and have that in the classroom? Would that benefit the situation as well? I don't think having a gun in the classroom is a great idea. Hmm. Um, I would not like to think of my child being left in a room where a gun was and even if it's locked up, um, was there. And, and the kids knowing it, yeah. um, it, it just seems problematic, as if um, it could be a problem at some point. Sure. I mean, guns are not the problem. Crazy people are not the problem. Um, there's, there's something else going on, and it really is just this insidious um, manifestation of of just this romanticizing of homicide. It's the whole John Wick kind of era. 
and um, just the devaluation of life. And we know for a fact that that these video games work to desensitize towards killing. We use them in our military. We know they work. Yeah, that is true. Talk about, we got just about a minute or so left here as we wrap things up, but talk about the event coming up July 15th because you guys have a big fundraiser trying to raise the money for these shields and ways to uh, help advance this cause. But talk about what you guys are doing. So, yes, $5,000 gets a shield. We partnered with Highcom Armor, and they have just been wonderful with us. They're giving us um, even cheaper than it to buy budget, which these departments use a buy budget to purchase this kind of equipment. Um, retail, they're about 8000 But mm. so we hope, that the hope is that people will want to equip themselves. They will want to make sure they're law enforcement and, or, or you know how much money schools waste? Make sure your ISD, <laughs> go to your school board, say we should have one of these on hand. Yeah. Um, with, with the amount of money after the day of a shooting, I thought, well, $5,000 would be easy, but, um, it's amazing how people expect someone else to do it. Um, and it's just not true. That personal responsibility is really, it's a thing and we've got to step up. We've got to stop passing the buck. We've, we've got to stop expecting them to take care of us and take care of ourselves and mm. our family and our community. Yeah, that's where it's at. I'm glad you mentioned that. You're right. It is. Uh, we've relied too much on the government. Every time something bad happens, we turn to the government and say, government, do something, do something to solve the issue. And you can see how well that's worked out with the years of us telling government to do something. We've lost freedoms. It's harder for us to carry a firearm or to even obtain a firearm. And yet the issue continues to rise and get worse the government's not going to do it we got to find a way to do it ourselves and you guys are doing that get your tickets get the information online goingballistic.org goingballistic.org it's donna carter donna thank you so much for coming on good luck with the event we'd love to get you back on and talk some more about this again here real soon my friend thanks andy i appreciate it so much hey absolutely we appreciate what you guys do very very much so in, so important so informative let's help protect these kids because we get it we understand it and it's a devastating thing. That does it for us today. Back at it again tomorrow for a Tuesday. We have so much more to talk about. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst for change. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is the Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any